Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Meet the Answer podcast. I am your host, Cassie Ray, and I'm so glad that you are here. Today, we're going to be talking about MSG, monosodium glutamate. What is it? Should we consume it? And how it's made? Um, In my last podcast, you guys really enjoyed it, but one of the things that you wanted me to do was to make sure that my mic wasn't going in and out, so I'm literally triple checking it before I started this podcast um, because last time all my checks went really really well and then whenever I edited it it sounded like it was going in and out so I fixed a lot of it but it still never sounded like great but if you hear like the um, washing machine going in the background um, yeah I'm doing I'm doing laundry <laughs> I'm doing the normal things um, but yeah so today we're gonna we're gonna make sure that this mic is right in my face and we're going to be talking about msg i got a lot of questions on msg um on my website so if you guys don't know i always have my website linked that's where you can send in your questions um for the podcast as well as any comments or anything like that i also go to instagram which is at meet the answer podcast and that's where i will say any questions or comments that you want to add to the podcast i normally do this on a monday because i normally upload on a monday um so that way it can be live and it can be like live questions that you guys have and I can answer them while I am on the podcast. So that's really awesome. Eventually, I think it'd be so stinking cool to have like a hotline to where you could call and then I could answer your questions through there and have kind of like a Q&A session um, at the very end of the podcast. I think that that would be amazing. Um, we are definitely not there yet with the equipment, um, but that is a dream of mine. Um, so if you want to help out your girl with the dream listen to this podcast and share it with people so that way that dream can happen (laughs) um i also wanted to thank all of my listeners and my subscribers because you guys are the ones that are making this podcast happen you have been able to support me and allow me to um just do really well with this podcast and um be able to make money from it so i really really appreciate that a ton um but let's get into MSG and what it is. So MSG stands for monosodium glutamate, which is a scientific term for a flavor enhancer. Um, the FDA recognizes it as generally recognized as safe, which is an FDA term that's used for a bunch of different additives that are in food. Um, Basically, if it does not kill you, it's generally recognized as safe. It is your preference and your decision as to if you want to ingest it or not. But it will not kill you. Does that make sense? Like, if you don't like high fructose corn syrup, you don't have to have it in your food. I mean, there's a lot of foods that have it in there. But it, that one's another one that is generally recognized as safe. And um, a lot of people just don't like to, like, to have that in their bodies and that's their prerogative and their choice so whenever someone asks me like is it good for you to ingest it it's typically totally up to you and your preference because there is no way um that it can kill you it's just what your preference is if you would like to ingest it or not um this flavor of msg is in almost every single product that you can imagine um 
basically because it creates this it's called a umami flavor which is something that's so addicting it's like this it's um you know like how you eat nacho cheese doritos that has umami in it um or msg in it which creates the umami flavor and it's just such a salty sweet sour delicious flavor that's why those chips are so addicting that is why foods with msg in it is so addicting because it's so satisfying to our taste buds our taste buds are able to taste every single flavor at the perfect amounts and that's whenever our body and our brain is sending like receptors up to our brain going oh my gosh this tastes amazing like this is exactly what i have been wanting for so long and so that's why foods like nacho cheese chips are so good and you could probably eat like a full pack of them and i'm sure any of the other foods that you're trying to think of right now also have that (laughs) and it's just so good and it's so addicting that's why they put it in food is because it's going to bring you back to that product so if you like doritos nacho chips and you eat one and you like the umami flavor or if they took out the umami flavor you generally wouldn't want to go back to it because it's not as addicting because it's not sweet and salty and sour and all of the all the above it's just that's what makes food addicting and if someone is going to make a product that they want people to come back to go and get they're going to put msg in it because to our human brain it is the best flavor ever and it's called umami because it doesn't have any flavor really that's what umami stands for it's like it's it's not really flavorful but it's it is at the same time because all of our there's not one specific ingredient in msg and in that umami flavor that's going to make one taste bud taste more than the other so it's not going to be more sour it's not going to be more sweet it's not going to be more salty it's going to be a plain balanced flavor which is why our brains are like this is amazing we can get everything that we need through this one flavor and that's what makes it so addicting to every single person so that is something that is just so interesting if you think about it and also it's in a lot of foods as a salt replacer so if it says low sodium um, or anything like that generally msg is in it because that's what's going to be replaced to make it not salty because um for like let's just make an example so this is going to be a lot of salt but just so that way you can visualize it so for every cup of salt like let's say you fill a coffee mug of salt for every one of those you only need to fill or have a fourth to a half a cup filled of msg so for every coffee cup of salt that you need to pour or make into an ingredient um or make it into ingredient oh my gosh make it into a product you only need half a coffee cup to a fourth of a coffee cup of msg so if you think about it it's cheaper for the person who is making it it's better for the person who needs lower sodium and it also is just a very 
it creates a very affordable product and you need less of it to be able to be made. So that's why a lot of people include MSG in their products. Um, those of the world who need lower sodium options, MSG is a really great way to be able to get that. And so whenever, again, people say, is it, is it safe? It's, it's kind of more or less like, is it safe for you? Like, is that something that you want? Are you low sodium? Do you need that? That's whenever MSG can be a really great alternative. Um, now, obviously, there are allowable limits as to how much you should be able to have in a day. Um, pretty much like anything else, enough like sugar and caffeine and all of that stuff. There are limits that you need to set for yourself, but it's generally recognized as safe by the FDA. And it's just a really it's a really cool product in the way that it's made and the way that um, it can be synthesized in our body, which I'm going to talk about later, which is pretty cool. Um, one of the questions I always get about MSG is, does it have gluten in it? Because a lot of people just assume, because it says monosodium glutamate, glutamate, that there's gluten in it. The answer is no. It's, it's literally... It's in soy sauce, it's in a bunch of different things, and people say that, oh, that has gluten in it, so you can't have it. No, it doesn't have any gluten in it. It's literally not even close to the composition of what gluten is. And so, if it does have MSG in your soy sauce or anything like that, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't do anything. Um, so, I just want you guys to know that, that it it gluten has nothing to do with MSG. Um, again, it's just your preference if you want to ingest it or not, because I'm not telling you one way or the other. Um, so yeah, it just, it's completely dependent on what you need as a person, as well as what everyone else around you needs, um, and how you want to feed your family and everything like that. So I'm going to get a quick sip of water before we go into the ad for today and the sponsor of today. All right. So today's sponsor for this podcast is Coffee Over Cardio. Um, I wanted to thank Abby so much for allowing me to have um, this product on my podcast. And it's basically her healthy version of creamers and coffee. So she has creamers, she has hydrate, and she has coffee. Um, she has K-cups, grounds, cold brew, she has a ton of different options, and basically what she does is trying to make coffee healthier and allowing you to have your cup of coffee. It tastes delicious and allow you to be full focused and also get electrolytes in, which is something that you generally, if you drink coffee, you're dehydrating yourself, and she is trying to combat that with her coffee over cardio business. So, um... So she has hydrates for coffee and water. So she's got salted caramel, uh, maple, and butter toffee as her coffee hydrates, which is something that you can pour in there. It's like a scoop in there. Um, and then she also has water water options. So if you want to do like a popsicle flavor that she has and different things like that, you can have that to your water and that gives you great electrolytes. Um, and then she also has creamers. So they're carb-free, sugar-free, keto friendly and they are also gluten free um the main thing that her creamers are known for and why they're so special is because it has mct oil which creates focus and mental clarity for long periods of time and she also has um 
different options and different apparel for you guys to look at as well. So if you're interested in any of that, if you need focus, mental clarity, MCT oil, if you are breastfeeding or um, producing extra like, you know, pregnancy and different things like that, (laughs) um, MCT oil is super important. It allows you to have mental clarity for your day. And if you're just feeling a little bit foggy, MCT oil is another really amazing um, ingredient to have in your diet. So, if you would like to try that, you can try honestly. You can try it and get fifteen percent off using Honestly Bear fifteen. And um, let me know how you guys like it. I have bought for her, bought from her for years. I absolutely love her, um, and I love what her company stands for as well as her products. My favorites are the cold brew pouches, uh, the vanilla caramel swirl creamer. As well as the maple salted caramel and butter toffee hydrate. They're three different flavors and my goodness, they're delicious in your coffee. So again, if you want to get 15% off, please use Honestly Bear 15 to get 15% off your order. Thank you, Abby, for sponsoring this portion. All right. So how is MSG made? Um, I did a little bit of research on this because I knew half of how it was made. I knew that it was fermented, but I wanted to know what products actually were fermented and how it got to your table. So basically it's fermented through cane sugar, sugar beets, or corn. Uh, corn is most readily available in the United States. Obviously cane sugar and, um, sugar beets obviously are two, but corn is the one that we generally use for all things like high fructose corn syrup pretty much all food products we use corn because it's so readily available and it's so cheap and so that's generally how msg is made is through corn um and that's pretty much how we even make anything in food in the united states is using corn and so gluten gluten oh my gosh glutamic acid is produced in abundance um within our own bodies so whenever we're fermenting these products uh, from corn or sugar beets or cane sugar realize that the glutamic every single time i can never say it that well even in college it was so hard glutamic acid um is produced in abundance in our own bodies as well as in different products that we eat on the daily basis that are healthy for us such as meat fish and dairy products as well as tomatoes and nuts so you're getting enough glutamic acid from just your own body as well as consuming other um pretty much anything that ha- that that's a mammal that you can eat that's a food um has glutamic acid in it because we produce it in the body and so, um, or they produce it in the animal's body and different things like that. The only ones that aren't are tomatoes and nuts, um, which are just, you know, just oddballs of, of what MSG is and different things like that. Um, but basically those are the foods that already have it in there, which is crazy to me for me, like to think about. Um, but glutamate activates taste receptors. And so then the sugar cane or whatever sugar is extracted from the corn or the sugar beets, uh, go into glucose and create the glucose, um, enzyme. And then that's fermented in a fermentation tank where they pour fermentation microbes in it. 
And then those microbes eat the glucose that's inside, which is glucose to sugar. So they eat the sugar that's inside, creating more of like a yeast, pretty much like anything else that's fermented and needs sugar to be able to feed the bacteria. So the bacteria is eating the sugar. And then from there, it releases glutamic acid, which is what we produce in our bodies um, and what animals produce in their bodies as well in large quantities. And then how it turns into MSG, though. So this is this is the pivotal moment where things change from just glutamic acid to MSG. Because we can't produce MSG. We can only produce glutamic acid. So all the products that you're eating that are fish, dairy, tomatoes, and nuts, um, the, somewhere in there, that stuff is glutamic acid. That's just the beginning. That's like the, that's the base product, the raw ingredient of what MSG is. So we have it running through our veins already, but it's the raw ingredient. It's not necessarily MSG. Where it turns MSG is whenever the acid is in neutralized. And that is whenever the solution has MSG in it. So, to put in, like, a more breakdownable process, what they do is they take corn, sugar, sugar beets. They take some form of sugar, and they ferment it, and they allow the sugars to escape the product. So, they allow the sugars to come out of the corn. Um, sugar cane, obviously, kind of already has sugar in it, but it has to be released from the cane. Um, so they allow these products to then sit and they allow it to create the sugar inside the fermentation vat. From that point, they will then add bacteria. Very similar to how you like make cheese, beer, all of that stuff. All of that has to have bacteria in it for it to be good, right? Almost all good food is technically fermented because that's how, that's how products work, right? That's how we make food is by fermenting and different f- forms of fermentation. Anywho, so they take the bacteria and they pour it into the fermentation vat. When they pour it into the fermentation vat, the bacteria is eating the sugar. That's that's fermentation right there. Anytime sugar is being eaten by a good bacteria, again, this has to be a good bacteria because if we're talking mold or any of those other other type of products, That's not good. That's not something that people want to have in their product um, and definitely not safe for consumption at that point. However, if it's good bacteria and it's eating sugar, that is fermentation. That is what fermentation is from any type of product to the very end, right? Um, I would say that meat and um, deli salamis are the only thing that is actually fermented with mold and cheese. Those are all things that are fermented with mold and bacteria and things like that um, because that's just the best and tastiest way to consume the meat and the, the cheese and all of that stuff. So anyways, that fermentation process happens and it's eaten by the good bacteria that they inoculated and put inside of this fermentation vat. So the bacteria is eating it. It's releasing this really great acid it's re- it's um, creating it's going from like a sugary substance to an acidic substance and from that acidic substance they neutralize it so it goes from 
the pH of an acid to right in the middle of the neutral pH. And at that point, that is MSG. That is what is taken and extracted from that fermentation vat and is then put into your product. Pretty freaking cool, I would say. I think it is so stinking neat. And you know what they do after they extract the MSG. So they take the MSG out of this fermentation vat and that is what they use to create and put into all the products that you see that say MSG. They then take that leftover um, co-product. So again, a byproduct is what the MSG is, right? So the MSG is the byproduct of this fermentation that we use to produce food. So the co-product is what is left over. It is what, um, not what is left over, but it's like the process of the product that is made. I don't know. Does that make any sense to you guys? Um, but basically the co-product is in being able to be used for fertilizer. So not only is this process, like the whole process of how MSG, MSG is made is on a very low, low carbon footprint. It is also available to be used to fertilize plants and crops and allow it to be put back into the cycle of creating MSG and creating food for the world. I mean, how cool is that? I think that that is one of the most amazing things about MSG in this process because not like no product that I've seen so far or have learned about so far um, in college and just even in my lifetime has actually been able to be regenerated into a product that makes sense. Agriculture strives to do that. However, um, USDA and FDA law kind of make that very difficult for a lot of farmers and a lot of different um, pieces of the puzzle to be able to create that. And so that is just, I don't know, I just think it's really cool. And so that kind of leads me to the question of like, is it safe? It depends. Like I said earlier, it really does depend. Um, 90% of my podcast... <laughs> people probably hate me for it because it's all like, it depends what you think. It depends on what you want. Um, but it truly does. Because if you think about it, we already have this acid running through our bodies. This acid is basically just one step away from being MSG, right? Because remember, MSG is just the neutralized acid that is produced, like the glutamic acid. It's just the neutralized version of it. So, is it safe? Again, it kind of just depends on what you want. If you are one that stays away from high fructose corn syrup and all of those things, then yeah, I would say stay away from it because it's just not your cup of tea. It's not something that you want. Um, if you need options for low sodium because you have either heart issues based off of that high blood pressure, um, all of those things, then I would say that MSG is a very viable source for you to use with your lifestyle choices that you have to make um, and also can help benefit your body in that way. So it depends on what you need and what your body needs and how your body reacts to it. Um, a lot of people actually feel tired after they eat 
MSG. Um, that is kind of a, almost like a myth. It's not really like a true myth, but 90% of the time, MSG is not going to be in healthy products. Um, so, like, if you're eating a bag of Doritos or Oreos or um, you're eating Chinese food, that's like fast food Chinese food, typically typically you're not going to feel that great anyways and you're going to feel tired anyways. So, if that affects you in that way, which some people really do have a sensitivity to MSG, again, those are people that are going to want to stay away from it and that don't need to be ingesting it. Um, but if you have that it's not just the MSG. It's the fact that you're eating nacho cheese chips, that you're eating unhealthy foods. Does that make sense? So any healthy foods, including our own bodies, have glutamic acid. Glutamic acid is really good for our bodies to have because that is what keeps us rolling. Um, but once it becomes neutralized, that's whenever MSG is now MSG. And MSG is then put into multiple different foods and it can react to different people it can react with people differently um and again it depends on what you need so for some people msg is really great like if you need low sodium bacon or if you need low sodium this or low sodium that msg is really great for that so if that's something that you're wondering curious interested in and you need that for your body then go ahead and use a product with msg it will be very helpful i would say still use it sparingly because it does depend on your body how you will react to MSG. Um, but I would say for most people, it'll be just fine. Um, but there are some guidelines that you need to kind of know with how much MSG you need to consume. So, like, obviously, there is a limit for how many milligrams of caffeine you can have. Again, 400 milligrams of caffeine is plenty throughout your day. Like, oh, almost too much. Um, <laughs> but there, that is the rule, right? 400 milligrams, that's all you can have for, for the day. Sugar, there's a total of, I don't remember how many milligrams a day that you can have. But for MSG, there's, you can't have any more than 0.55 grams per day. So, that is a fair amount of MSG that you can consume in a day. And I feel like they, they did it this way because it is in so many, so much food, right? Um, so don't overdo it like any other product in the world, um, and anything really in life. Don't overdo it, do it in moderation. Um, but also realize that it's 0.55 grams per day and look at your products and kind of, if you're conscious of it, um, pay attention to that because there are going to be a lot of products that have MSG. And, um, if you're feeling like tired or a little bit groggy, I would look into if MSG is in your food and kind of calculate how much you're eating because a lot of times people go over this because it is in so many of the products and it allows them to feel very groggy. But then also remember... <laughs> There's so many things. Um, but also remember that if you're consuming MSG products, they're generally unhealthy. So maybe cut back on the unhealthy foods and or track your MSG per day or do both. Um, but yeah, that's basically all that I have on MS in MSG. I answered everyone's questions that they had on Instagram in this podcast and um, also anyone that sent in a question on my website. Again, all of my podcasts are non-biased. They're just giving you facts and information so that you can decide what you want for you and your family and how you want to feed 
yourself and your family. And so I think that that is something that is missing in the food world. And I was glad and happy to be able to create a podcast very similar to this. So that way you can have the knowledge at your fingertips, like literally going to work or or like driving to work, driving home, uh, cleaning around the house. There's a ton of different ways to listen to a podcast. And I figured it'd be so nice and so easy for you guys to be able to have this information at your fingertips. Um, I am continually growing and continually making bigger and better podcasts as the years go by. Um, and your feedback is always, always welcome. So with that, I wanted to say thank you and send in your questions for next time. Uh, go and buy some merch from me so I can continue to make these podcasts and go ahead and go over to Abby's Coffee Over Cardio Business and go support her using the code honestlybear15. Other than that, I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Bye.